0: This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to season four of Civic View, your exclusive source to the inner workings of your local government. We created Civic View to inform and educate our community on all things Crestview, and we are excited to keep that going with another season of spotlights, history, events, and all the awesome things that make Crestview such an amazing place to live. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. Uh, today's episode, we're going to kind of touch back on a subject that we've talked about before uh, because we are hosting something related to it again. <laughs> it's kind of cryptic. Um, no, what... what uh, First of all, uh, I, I just want to introduce my guest that I have on today, and that is our illustrious mayor, J.B. Good, good, good morning, Chance. <laughs> don't you like that? that was illustrious? I don't think anyone's ever referred to you as that, right? Uh, whatever. <laughs> People call me a lot of names. <laughs> yeah, I always call you good names, J.B., I promise. Yeah, I know you um, So, uh, J.B.'s here with me today because we are, um, we're going to be talking about um, opioids again. But it's not going to be like our last episode where we were just kind of doing some education and some things like that. We're actually going to be, uh, we're talking about, uh, an event that I know, um, JB's excited about that we have coming up. Uh, if you're listening to this today on digitally, it's a week or well, a little less than a week from today. If you're hearing it on the radio, uh, it's going to be Thursday, August the 31st. And then, uh, that it's going to be at the community center and then I'm going to let JB kind of, uh, Tell us about you know what the purpose of the event is and what's going to be going on at it.
1: Well, if you if you remember, because you were at the last event before we left, uh, I made a statement that if we all leave here and don't do anything, we've all wasted our time. So let's plan some kind of a follow up event, and and what an opportune time to do this. The thirty first is International Overdose Awareness Day. And that's why we chose to go ahead and have the follow-up. Now, it's a little bit truncated. It's not going to be six hours long. I'm not flying anybody in from Orlando. It's going to be local, more focused on Okaloosa County than the last one that was really northwest Florida. Uh, so all the cities are invited to come to this. It's only going to be three hours long, 9 a.m. until noontime, like you said, on the 31st at the community center. And we're going to have agencies coming in that will be able to Uh, the resources that people can talk to, uh, they can get good information. Uh, they can link up with them if they want to do any follow-ups afterwards. But in addition to that, we're going to have, uh, uh, three, actually really four speakers, but two are going to tag team and then there'll be two others after that.
0: Okay. Um, so yeah, so I know, uh, obviously one of the vendors we're going to have is, uh, the health department and they're going to be doing um, some Narcan distribution. Uh, So if you do come or you're interested in that, come to the event. Um, I do want to preface this real fast just at the top. Um, We are asking people to let us know uh, if they'd like to attend simply because we want to get a fairly accurate head count. We're providing um, donuts and coffee, so we kind of need to know where we're at there, plus you know we have to set up chairs and some other things like that. So having a better understanding of how many people we're going to have there is is important for us. Um, there's two ways you can do that. You can let us know you'd like to attend. Uh, it is free and open to the public. Um, you can call the mayor's office uh, Monday through Friday, um, pretty much eight to five. Leave a message if you don't get someone directly on the phone. But that number is eight five zero six eight two three
1: eight one two. That's correct.
0: And just one more time, it's 850-682-3812. Or you can also email uh, me at PIO at cityofcrustview.org. And then I make sure the mayor's office gets all those uh, emails as well. Um, So uh, now if, if, something comes up you know and you're not able to get a hold of somebody you can she can still come but like i said we just we kind of would like to know who all is coming just simply so we can have that proper head count now in addition to the health department being there as a vendor you've got quite a few others that are coming yeah right? i
1: have 11 other vendors coming besides the health department and 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 some of those will be our speakers like project hope Saving Grace. Those those are rehabilitation centers. One is for male, Project Hope, and the other for female. Saving Grace, very local. Uh, the one uh, Project Hope is just down the road in Highway 90, uh, Highway Highway 90 East, and the uh, Saving Grace is over there in Baker. So they they have a big impact on our community. And in addition to having tables there, they're going to be the keynote speakers, brother and sister. And I, and I think what they tell everybody will amaze everybody
0: yeah um, now some of the other uh, organizations we have are, is it is it all just like mental health and 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 uh, substance abuse type
1: yeah we, we try to hit on prevention education rehabilitation so we have a variety there besides those two a uh, bridgeway and, and Bridgeway uh, they, they have an interesting program that Bonnie Barlow will mention uh, during this thing, because right now, if somebody overdoses, uh, we take them to the hospital. Yeah. And she will give an alternative, although it still might be a barrier here in Crestview, but in the Fort Walton Beach area, they can go directly to Bridgeway. Yeah. And it's kind of an intermediate step. They're not a cure center. What they will do is take care of you and then hopefully uh, direct you into some kind of rehabilitate, long-term rehabilitation.
0: Right. Right, because I mean, sometimes just spending the weekend in jail is not. That's you know, people need more help than that.
1: Yeah, yeah, because because you might end up going to the hospital to get immediate care, and then to the jail afterwards if you're carrying drugs or whatever. Yeah, and
0: then and then, and then when I say jail, they don't they don't always take. I do want to preface this week because of what we're talking about. They don't you don't always take you to jail if you overdose. Um, so if you are in a situation, if you hear this, and you know. You're in a situation, and someone's overdose. Do not be afraid to call for no, help. No, absolutely not, because you're worried about going. Do not do that. Like yeah. your life and, and and saving your life is the most important thing, or saving that person's life is the most important thing. Always, you know,
1: but, but you know, on the prevention side, and you know Dana Claw very well. She's our Citizen of the Year, but you this year, and she is what I call a street person. She goes out there and, and tries to tries to help people before they get addicted. Uh, find resources for them if they're already addicted. And she will also be uh, at the event. She will have a table. And again, she reaches out to people. She does an excellent job of Narcan training. If people get Narcan, well, I've got it and I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Uh, they can contact her and she'll set up training.
0: Yeah, we, we held one. Well, it was one day and we did two trainings. The morning one had a pretty good turnout. The evening one was a little, sure, not, yeah, not as that. much. But um, I think some of that's just, traffic in crest that time of day. Uh, but, um, I know Dana's done it at quite a few places. Um, and I do want to remind everyone we're going to continue to talk about the summit some, but I do just want to remind everyone that currently right now the health department does still do distribution. You get uh, two doses as an individual and there's like, you can't just like walk in there and get like, you know, a whole creative or case of it or anything. Right. But, um, Uh, so, so, so that being said, uh, there's during that, during this time that we're doing this, there's, there's going to be, um, some keynote speakers as JB mentioned. And then we have a speaker from, uh, Bridgeway and then we have a speaker from the health department, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and, but in, in, within those times, there's going to be time earlier in the morning for people to interact with the, the vendors and other people and talk and get resources and information. Then we're going to take a break once or twice during it too. obviously let people use the restroom, do all those kinds of things. And, and there will be some opportunity to interact. Then again, and then right at the end, excuse me, right at the end, there will be an opportunity as well for that. So even if you, if you can't stay the whole time, or if you can't make it at nine, you got to come a little bit later that that's okay too because there's going to be multiple opportunities for you to be able to interact with people that are there and still hear some of the information that's going on. And, and uh, you know, as you, as you mentioned, when we did this, this first one, it was a big to do. Um, <laughs> we spent a lot of time planning and, and, you know, getting people. Hey, and replanning all that kind of and replanning. Because yeah. <laughs> well, we had to cancel a couple of times because yeah. hurricanes weren't working out for us. It um, feels like so long ago that was January, wasn't it? So we're, all the way in august now man that yeah. smokes so but but i bring that up because you you did say that you know you said that before we were leaving what you said was you know we we have to keep we can't just stand up here and talk and not do anything so we we formed a task force and we've we've had multiple meetings with the task force and there's been some things that have come out of that and and um uh you know we're we're continuing to um You know, just keep you and I, especially, continue just keep putting out information on this and talking to people about it. It's not, you know, even if we can't be this elephant in the room that we're trampling on all everything, we're just kind of like this gnat that won't go away that keeps buzzing in your ear.
1: Because because the whole thing is, it's not getting any better. No, it isn't. Uh, uh, You're aware of the news conference our attorney general had just a couple of months ago and said Northwest Florida has the biggest opioid overdose death problem in the whole state of Florida where the whole the average is 21 people per 100,000 people that die of, of drug overdose in the state of Florida. We're at 42. We're double that. I'm not really sure why and, 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 I, and I probably will discover why but I, but I know that we have an obligation to try to do something about it. I'm not naive. I'm not going to go out and cure right. opioid overdoses. but what I can do, is help agencies educate people. Yeah. So the parents are aware if their kids are vaping, what are they vaping? You know, because they are putting vetanol and vape right now. So a kid who might think they're just sneaking a vape could overdose and die just from vaping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that has happened a few times. Uh, there's a few people that have done that overdose and then they, they were able to get saved as well. Um, the you know, I, I saw a statistic recently, I can't remember if it was Sheriff's Office who shared it, I don't remember. It's related to Florida, so it might have been FDLE, but it was like we're we're close to in our area we're close to like one to two overdose calls a day with uh like daily. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure like that's true. Responders are uh, yeah. responding to,
1: and, and you, and, and most of those, especially if the Narcan administered, they're related to overdoses, right? And and Crescue, uh in Okaloosa County, leads the way, but uh, the rest of the county
0: doesn't look very good either. No, no, um, and and like you said, so so why? So I know there's some people that'll listen to this and they'll be like, why do we? Why do we care so much? Why does it matter so much? Well, first of all, I don't think anyone should. I don't want people to die, right, obviously. But the other thing for me always, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, is there's just so many times that people just don't even know what they have. They they didn't intentionally buy. Some people intentionally buy fentanyl, but a lot sure. of them don't. They they think they're getting some other type of drug, which still isn't good. But on the other hand, when you're buying a drug that you're not expecting to be potentially lethal, right, and then, and then you're... It goes right back to that situation I was talking about. You're with some friends, you start overdosing, they start panicking. No one calls. No one calls for help because they're worried or they're afraid. Like, you know, be vigilant, but also and don't be afraid to call and get someone help because just save people's lives. Yeah, that needs to be. You focused. know,
1: right now, uh, fentanyl, which is the artificial kind they can produce, is so cheap to produce that people are abandoning other drugs because they can make this so cheap and lace it into other drugs and like you say so people are ingesting fentanyl without even knowing about it.
0: Yeah. That's that's the part for me that's kind of scary. You know, I um I you know, I shared this with the task force and I'll take a moment to share it here too. Uh it's been a couple months now my wife and I were um I was visiting a local music store here in town and as we pulled into the parking lot there with the tractor supplies there was a car sitting there that looked like it was just sitting in the middle of the main drive through there with no one in it and i told my wife i was like you know that's really strange that's a strange place for someone to leave yeah, the car. Sure and as we come by i just happen to look and i can see a person slumped over in the car and uh you know long story short you know my wife and i got out another person got out we were checking on called 911 all that but the person was actively having an overdose now i don't keep the Narcan on me, despite the fact that I do all of this, we talk about it all the time. I've done the training multiple times simply because you're supposed to keep it kind of like room temperature and it would be in my truck. And as everyone knows, especially lately with this extreme heat wave, we've been really, in really? yeah, yeah, right? Like it's hot outside, imagine that. Um, but uh, I believe I read something in the newspaper, she said she's calling it, she's naming this summer storm a summer because it's just hot and it's summer, but I'm like, it's still really hot. But my point being that it wouldn't really be, you know, I, I might be okay, but I, you know, I'm not sure. So I yeah. don't want to take that chance or, or, you know, interfere with something that might, when someone else might be able to provide something. But the long story of it is, is, or the short version of it is, is like, I had that interaction a week before my dad had one very similar to it. Like, it's like, it's here. It's present. It's not one of those things where, you know, it's in some one neighborhood and that's the only place where you're going to see it. I mean, this was a very nice car. This was a well-dressed, very clean-looking person. They didn't look like a drug addict. They didn't look like a, they weren't homeless like that, you know, like and what else is scary is they were driving. Like, you know, and and managed well, to pull I remember over and ease off, but the car was still running. Oh, still running, still in drive. <laughs> yeah, still running, still in drive. Fortunately,
1: his foot was on the brake. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm you know, like it, it was it was wild to experience that. So so back to what we're talking about here. So so when we left there that day, you were like, you know, I want to do another one of these. You told everyone in the crowd, we're gonna do a follow up eventually. We're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about this some more, you know, we're gonna get some more stories, some more people speaking. Because that very first one really was just a lot of it was just us sharing statistics and information, right? Just like trying to just say for the first time, hey this is what's going on with it. Here's some information, you know, and, and for a lot of people there that day, it was like, I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know we even had that type of issue going on because they're, because they just aren't paying to paying attention to that right. part of the world around them. And why would a lot of people? Right? And, and
1: the reason, the reason I wanted to have that is because the same thing happened to me about six months before that, I attended a webinar with Andre Bailey and, and I heard things that I had never heard before. And it prompted me to say we've got a bigger problem than we think. See, everybody knows we have drugs, everybody knows we have a problem. Right. But they didn't realise we're killing over twenty two people a day in the state of Florida just on drug overdoses.
0: Yeah. And and with with a lot of it that could be avoided, right? Like that's that's the thing. Like you said before, we're not we're, going to stop, we're not going to stop people from doing drugs. People are going to no. do drugs. The black market is going to exist. All the things are going to happen. But if we can save lives, that's the main focus, right?
1: And, and you know, the key is we we never focus on a political side. We never said it's being made here, being shipped there, right. coming in here. There's no way we can solve that. Sure. So, so let's look at how we can try to prevent it from happening in our local area, whether it's Crestview, Okaloosa County, Northwest Florida, whatever the case may be.
0: Right so so we we're we're making good on our word we're we're hosting this follow-up um and and the hope with this one i think at least for me you know and you can chime in on this as well obviously is just that this is an opportunity for some of the people uh that are before we were just kind of you know we had police uh officer uh chiefs excuse me speak you know mr bailey spoke um we had a a family that was affected speak and you spoke some, but at this time I think we're, it's nice cause we are offering a platform to the people that are, are, producing solutions within our community absolutely right? right? you know and so it's giving them an opportunity to share information let people know what's going on let people know what their organizations are actively doing um because like you you spoke about bridgeway the the option that they're doing it for walton right now is great so if maybe we can bridgeway is going to hate me for this but maybe if we can get some pressure on them on the north end up here maybe we could try to get a program going like that up here as well
1: yeah and, and you know uh, I, I did want to mention this the the, uh, one of the keynote speakers, Stephanie, uh, is involved over in Niceville. Her program is trying to target those who are addicted in jail and going to go back to the same lifestyle. Yeah. And so she's over there recruiting, and uh, she's, being, she's being pretty successful, and that's why it's, it's important that she's going to be speaking uh, uh, on uh, 31st. Yeah, and which one is she with? She is with uh, Freedom Life Compass okay. over in Niceville.
0: Okay. Okay. And that is that is that like treatment?
1: It's treatment but it but it's it it's in, in many of these uh programs are faith-based right so they're they're trying to get the people and offer them an alternative they're going back to drugs you had drugs you were busted you went to jail you're probably going to come out if you don't break that life cycle that you had before you're going to fall right back into it so we're going to offer you a service over here to keep you from doing that
0: yeah and and not there's anything wrong with the faith-based services i know sometimes that some people choose or that may be why some people may not go after it. That's, so that's true. I do, you know, I do have a call to action for people. There are people that may hear this or someone may tell them about it. You know, if you want to help people or you want to save people or you want to do those things, you know, uh, you, it this area could also use one that isn't faith based. Right. So like some people like well there's bridgeway and things like that but bridgeway usually offers a more short-term solution for someone and then these longer term treatment care centers are where people get their they get stabilized and they they get their skills back and and they function in society again they get back on their feet things like that so that they're able to get away from that life because you know I don't know this firsthand but from studying that I've done and and a lot of things I've read you know most of the time once a drug addict really becomes an addict, that lifestyle, that's that's what they know. That's all they know. Yeah. That's their daily routine is just getting drugs. So having to come back to a world and and just exist in it is going to be a challenge for a lot of people. And that's why many of these
1: organizations won't even do you locally. If they take you into rehab, they'll send you out of state so you don't stay in that same—you don't want to walk out and get back in a group you were, right. in, you were in before.
0: Yeah, that that they kind of—it sounds— weird cause they're cause it's like, well, we're going to separate you from everything, you know, but that's kind of part of what they have to do yeah. because if you can walk out the door and your buddy can pick you up <laughs> and you know, and you can be right back to using again, when, when you hit one of those days where it's hard, I'm sure it's going to be, that's a lot easier than if you're six states away and don't know. Yeah. Right? But but, but <laughs> another good point about
1: the organizations we have coming in, they're not there to have you sign a contract to obligate you to spend money right uh they're there to help you and and so you go get the information get the resources you may not even need anything right now but you can take that information back with you and so whether it's your son your daughter your next door neighbor whatever you'll have some idea what to do
0: yeah i mean i think i'm always i mean i wouldn't do my job if i didn't believe this but i'm always a fan of information is is power right so like when we get in situations, we don't understand if, if we then learn about them, you know, then we get information, then we have the power to be able to get ourselves, you know, help or get better solutions for those situations, things like that. I'm struggling with trying to explain what I mean by that, but essentially, you know, there, there's freedom in that, in knowledge. That's where I'm going. There's freedom in knowledge. So if you're a family member and you're struggling and you're trying to figure out, you know, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure how to get access to resources and things like that. You know, coming to this event is an opportunity for you to make make those contacts, meet these people. Right. Because you don't want to. It cannot it can be daunting even for a family member who wants to send someone. Right. Because they don't fully understand the process yeah. or what all's involved.
1: And, and why don't you mention that uh, we have developed you have developed a page off our Web page where people would go, if they didn't come to this, they needed resources. Where could they go? Yeah, the I was, I was getting there. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead. <laughs>
0: so, you know, if you go to, uh, the city of web webpage, we, we do, we've our website, you know, www.cfcresti.org. We've built a landing page there. Um, I mean, it's nothing fancy, but it's just, it's just a, all kinds of links and information, and access to uh, different services and stuff. Um, you can grab it right off the slash right on the front page, but you can also, there's a drop down for services in, in the community section, you can go to it there too. And we add to it every now and then. Um, we don't, like I have most of the resources that are local there. I do get a lot of emails from, you know, random places yeah, and stuff. But I try to make sure I'm only using people that are nonprofits, people that are Only like we put one up recently that they basically are just a website where you with a database for rehab places, essentially, like they don't make money off of people. You don't have to give them money. I mean, I'm sure they get ad revenue visits to their website, but it's essentially you just type it in, you know, your area and then it pulls up all of the it pulls up the ones that, you know, cost money, the ones that insurance does cover, don't cover, the other ones that are faith-based like it's it's just the sure. database essentially and then you know we've got a lot of other resources on their churches and things like that there's some homelessness resources on there as well um and you know and in, and if anyone hears this and that you do something in the community and you're interested in being on the resource page just send me an email pio at cityofcrestview.org or reach out to the mayor's office uh and we can um you know get you on the uh, resource page I, I want to hit this again real quick. Again, this event is August the thirty first. It'll be at at the Crestview Community Center. Um, it, it starts at nine a.m. Right. It goes until we say it goes until twelve. I mean that's pretty much when we're gonna sure say this event's over. Um, I think the the main talking goes till what like eleven thirty or so. I believe if I remember yep. the agenda correctly. Um, and again, it's free. It's open to the public. Do you want to remind anybody if you want to attend we would really appreciate it if you would let us know just simply because we're supplying um, coffee and donuts and some other things. We want to make sure that we've got enough for everyone in, in the situation and the, the seating situation is right. Um, so if you'd like to do that, you call the mayor's office, 850-682-3812. Even if you don't get someone on the phone, you can leave a message. Those are getting checked regularly and we're just kind of keeping a list. And then, or you can email me PIO at city of And we we just got that going, Um, you know. Until and that'll just be going until the day of. Again, if something happens and you're not able to, to, you can still come the day of, Um, and that that's fine too. We're not going to turn anybody away. Uh, Is there anything else, uh, JB, you want to mention? We're pretty much no. I I I think
1: we covered everything very very well. Uh, I I think you'll enjoy the speakers. Like I said, in addition to uh, saving, I mean, uh, Project Hope, Saving Grace. Uh, we'll have the county health department will be one of the speakers, Bridgeway. And that's a lot of good information. And then the vendors will be around, be able to talk to them, uh, get resources, uh, pick up Narcan if you want to do that. And like you said, it's free. There's no cost to get in. There's no cost to get the Narcan. Uh, I would just say this, though, because there is a concern about the temperature control of Narcan. Right. So you tend, I tend to wear the kind of pants where I actually carry it with me all the time. And so I don't really worry about that because I'm in the car air conditioned, condition. And right. so uh, it can be done that way. Also. Yeah.
0: And, and some, and, and, uh, you know, a lot of I see people, if they carry a bag or a purse, they keep it in there. You know, I just, I just don't. I'm just not yeah. one of those people that do that. So if I was going to store it, it'd be in my truck. And like I said, you know, it's blisteringly hot in there right now, but I may go ahead and grab some on Friday cause it's going to be cooling off soon and I'm just making it in so. my office until yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm also worried about those storms out there in the Gulf right now. Um, so, uh, all right. So, you know, it's, uh, f- well, first I want to say thanks JB for being here. I appreciate it. I know you came in on a, I called you kind of last minute on this cause it's yeah, been so busy right. this week, but I wanted to make sure we talked about this. That's my job. And, um, and and just uh you know to everyone that participated the first time we did this back in in uh january you know just thank you so much for coming out to that if you if you're going to come to this one we really appreciate it too because one or two conversations you come to this and then you go have one or two other conversations in the community those people are going to have one or two conversations and those people are going to have you know and 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 that's what's important is we we don't forget about this because it's not going away and this is one of the ways, you know, educating people and helping people understand things is one of the ways you can combat it. You know, we we can't just roll out on the streets and just snap our fingers and make it disappear. Yeah,
1: wish we could, but we absolutely. Can't. Yeah.
0: Um. But but there are other ways we can do things, and and information and helping people understand is one of those things. Um. And that applies to your local government too. So if <laughs> you're definitely not getting out of here without uh, getting out of here without me saying it, and that's local government has a massive impact on you on a daily basis. At the county and city level, it affects you more daily than the uh, state or federal level. Well, I guess the state depends on what's going on, but especially the federal level. Um, so make sure you're paying attention to what's going on with your uh, local politics. Make sure you're engaging with us and letting us know what you like that we're doing, what we you don't like that we're doing. And, you know, you can always ask Councilman Bullard. Councilman Bullard saw something he didn't like and not that we were doing. He had an issue with trash. And so he ran for office and he got elected and he is a city council member now. And that's how that works. Right. So now he gets to effectively participate in local government and make changes that he uh, participate in making changes that he wants to see in the community and that's how it works you know JBs sitting here for the same reason absolutely yeah. <laughs> like, yeah well really
1: you know I you know I want to be involved and in, and in where the direction of the city is going which in in, in my opinion man I was really great we're in the right direction
0: yeah, I, I've, well, I've, I say that on every single one of these, but I absolutely agree with you. So uh, I do just want to say thank you, as always, to W-A-A-Z-W-J-S-B for playing these uh, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, I know a lot of you listen then. Uh, I don't uh, because <laughs> that's the one day a week I usually sleep in. Um, but uh, but I really do appreciate that they do that for us. Um, it helps us reach a very large audience that I wouldn't be able to reach otherwise. And... Um, Yeah, I I think that's going to do it for this one. You know, hopefully we'll see you on the 31st at the Community Center.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.